0: Hey, hey, friend, over the years of your marriage, you have probably heard a lot of cliche sayings. And to be honest, a lot of really good advice and very well intentioned. So I'm not knocking any of that. I'm not knocking your favorite marriage counselors that you might follow on social media. I'm not knocking your favorite marriage books, your pastor talking about marriage, none of that stuff. It's all really good advice. But when we get down to the day in, the day out, the nitty gritty, the fact that you are homeschooling in your home with your kids and there's just, there is a lot every single day and, you know, we just are told... You have to put your marriage first, you have to put your marriage first, and you have to put your marriage first, and you're saying, what does that practically look like? I've got snotty nose kids over here who's, you know, their nose is running, and this one fell and tripped, and their knee is skinned, and I'm supposed to do math lessons, and I'm going through this bout with my other kiddo, and they're having nightmares at night, I'm not sleeping, there's meals to make, and... What does that really look like? Putting my marriage first? I I don't, I don't see that as being a congruent reality to what you are experiencing every single day. And today we are going to start to unpack a little bit of that and specifically talk about marriage and giving you some encouragement and just some tips and some ideas to really make this an important part of your day and your weeks and your months and your years during this season of life, but just like in a super practical way, not in a very superficial, like making it a priority and then I run out the back door. Nope. <laughs> I'm going to give you some ideas and I'm going to just share a little bit of my heart and my own experience as well in my marriage. Welcome to the Little by Little Homeschool Podcast, where you can get out of survival mode, feel confident in your homeschool decisions and gain peace in your heart and home. If you're ready to create beauty, seek simplicity, and live intentionally, Homeschool Mama, then close out that lesson book, let the kids go play, and let's have an authentic conversation. Welcome to part five of the whole Homeschool Mom series that we are going through this month of June, and I hope that you are loving it. I am really enjoying putting this together. It's been fun to touch on some topics, just to go just individually on each episode, just a little bit deeper into these different areas because we are a whole person. You are a whole woman. You are not just a home educator. There are so many different facets and I hope that you're enjoying this series. If you have not listened to the first four parts, go ahead. They are just the four previous uh, episodes to this episode. Super easy. And this is my way of... Encouraging you to look at different areas of your life because, as a homeschool mom, we can neglect ourselves very greatly, and it's really easy to do. And so, I wanted to put together this series, especially here in the summer, that you can just hopefully take out just even one bit like one step to take in each of the different areas that I've discussed and that I'm going to talk about today. And then, our last uh, episode to round up this series will be this coming Thursday. But the purpose really is just for you to think about these areas. And again, just maybe if you just pick one thing from each of them and start to work that into your life this summer, and by the time you start back to your homeschool year in September-ish, you'll have established that as a habit and it will just continue on. That's my, that's my focus. And if you are enjoying the topic today of marriage, I do have a couple other episodes related to marriage and I will drop those into the show notes. So if you're listening to this one, you are like, I want to hear more about marriage and homeschooling, then go ahead and. Scroll down and tap on those links and you can listen to those ones. So I'm going to tell you a little bit about myself and um, my marriage, or I should say our marriage, but I didn't introduce him yet. (laughs) But my husband's name is James and we have been married for 22 years and we have three children, two young adults. Although my 18 year old, I call him a young adult because he lives and acts like a young adult, even though I guess technically he's still a teen. (laughs) So we have a 20 year old, an 18 year old and a 15 year old. We met when we were in our early twenties. Got married by mid twenties, and you can do the math and count count up twenty two years from that point. But we are in our late forties right now. And over the course of all of those years, there has been a lot of growth. There have been ups, and there have been downs, as anybody who has married has been married is familiar with. And we've walked through a lot. We have. Taken a few leaps of faith uh, during those years of our marriage, and I just you know I I feel blessed that he has. I don't want to say stuck by my side because I'm not always. <laughs> I'm not always the easiest person. He's just he's much more laid back and relaxed, go with the flow. And the episode I talked about resting—that's easy for him. I'm like, what are we doing now? Let's go do this. Let's go do that. And just more, I don't want to say high energy, but uh, well, I get my sleep. So then I have some energy, but I'm just more of a, like, let's go and do things. And there's, I'm, yeah, I'm the one that's adding things to the calendar and he is the one that, well, actually I'm an introvert. So he has a lot added to the calendar too, but just for himself, (laughs) but I'm the one that's like, let's go big or go home kind of thing. And God has just very truly blessed us. When I look back at how we started in our marriage, I'm like, wow, only by God's grace are we here at this point and solid and committed to one another for another 22 plus years. But lest you think it's always sunshine and happy, happy, it's it's not. There's, there's work with any relationship, any really, I guess, intimate, um, deep re- relationship, you're going to have some ups and downs to it. And obviously with marriage. When this is something 24 seven, this isn't just a close friend that you're friends with and you live separately, you know, this is a very deep and intimate relationship that you, you both are working towards, you're like walking through life together. And you're working towards a common goal right now of raising your children and putting them out into the world, which probably sounds so far away because your kids are young, but every day you are working towards that. And you're either working together towards that, or you are working apart and separate towards that. And that is why I think it's really important, super, super important for you and your husband to be on the same page when it comes to your homeschooling, to have a why, whether you're wise for homeschooling, they don't have to be the same, but you put them together and you respect his why's for homeschooling. He respects your why's. For homeschooling, and you'll see that those two come together, and you'll be like, wow, this is like one big reason why we are homeschooling. And then after that, working on what is our vision for our time of educating our children at home and just the entire homeschool lifestyle, not just the school part of it. And then break that down into goals. What are our goals for our children, whether individually or, and then you can just really even just break it down to something that's much more simple and just to say, what are our goals for this? Homeschool year, looking at just your kids at this age, your family in this season of life. Because being on the same page when it comes to your homeschooling and your goals for your children with their education, with the home education, but just overall, like who do you want to raise? What do you what character do you want to inspire in them? What direction do you want to take each of your days? And what is your focus? It's really important to be on the same page because then you can support one another and you can, ha- he will have your back and you will have his back. And that doesn't happen by accident. That doesn't happen by just never talking about it. It actually happens by intentionally sitting down and talking about it. And this is something that I highly encourage the moms in Clarify Clarifier Homeschool to do. I make them, well, I mean, I don't physically make them, but I tell them the rest of the course and the rest of your homeschool really kind of hinges upon you sitting down and doing this. And I highly encourage you to do so with your husband, or at least come up with your ideas and then run them past him and see what kind of input he has. But beyond that, beyond the home education of our children, our marriage is something way more than just that. And we often forget when our kids are young, that our marriage is even more than just raising children. And I'm guilty of this as well. And once in a while, I had to be like, no, 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 come back. Like we're married. Like this is an important part of my life. And now that my kids are getting older, I'm like, oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, it really is. The raising of children is a season of life. And I know that you hear over and over again, like I said, in the beginning of this episode, people say, don't neglect your, your marriage. And yes, we hear this over and over again. And you're like, well, what does that look like? When 247 we're raising children. Okay, I've got a couple of ideas here for you, hopefully to kind of get your brain juices going here. First thing is, how do you build any relationship? How do you make something stronger? And that's by spending time together. If you don't spend time with your husband, just you and him, your marriage won't get stronger. And I'm not saying to toss the kids aside, I'm just saying find some time to be intentional where it's just the two of you. It's not gonna be like, when you were dating, and when you were newlyweds, when it was just the two of you. And it could be whenever you both had time to spend together, could have been a lot of time, could have been hours every single day. That's not probably very possible right now, unless you decide to go away somewhere. But on a daily and weekly basis, that probably is not possible. But don't think that just spending, say, 10 minutes together in the morning before he heads out the door to work, or when he comes home, maybe have five minutes or so while the kids are run around yelling and screaming that you just kind of reconnect. Don't think that those couple of minutes aren't worth it. They are definitely worth it. Just taking that time a few minutes during the day or a few minutes at any time. That is really, really what is going to continue to sustain your marriage and just having that connection, the two of you. So some ideas, I'm going to give you an idea here that my husband and I started probably, oh, I guess maybe seven, eight years ago. And when we started this, it was more of a matter of the location where we were living, we were living in the middle of nowhere, knew nobody out in the middle of nowhere. I mean, there were people, but we just didn't really know anybody and our kids were younger and everything was very far away. So we decided to start having weekly date nights because our kids were old enough that I mean, they technically were old enough to be left home alone, but just where we were living then, we just didn't feel comfortable with that but they were definitely fine being alone in the house with us there. So we started to do a weekly date night. So Friday night was mom and dad's date night. We would all have dinner together, clean up, and then the kids would go up to their rooms and my husband and I would hang out in the living room. Sometimes we would watch movies. Sometimes they would play a game. Sometimes we would just sit and talk. I think during that be when we first started, I think we watched a lot more movies, <laughs> just needed like a way to just kind of escape from things. Now, let's just say once 2020 hit, we spent more of our date nights sitting and talking about things and talking through things and what we had seen and heard and all this kind of stuff. But the point of it was for us just to have time and for our kids to recognize this is mom and dad's date night. So then we moved to this house we're currently at. And we can very easily we're much closer to things. And sometimes we have gone out but sometimes just for the sake of the budget or sometimes just for the sake of like, I don't want to do my hair. I don't want to put any makeup on. I am in sweatpants and a sweatshirt and I don't really want to change. It's been a long day. I just want to sit on the couch and hang out. That would be perfectly fine with me. So sometimes we do go out, but I want to kind of give you this idea. If you're looking for something that is easy and simple and very budget friendly, is just to have the kids kind of go off. Now, maybe your kids are really young and you can't do this. You can tuck this idea in the back of your, in the in your back pocket, we'll say, and you can come and revisit it again. But just, we would just have a weekly date night and just at home and maybe make some popcorn. Sometimes the kids smell it. Sometimes we make a little bit extra and, you know, throw a bowl into the room they're hanging out in. But let me tell you a little bit of a bonus here is our kids actually began to look forward to our date nights, because then they would have fun, they would maybe play a game in one of their rooms, they would just hang out. Now, my kids didn't have any technology at this point. So there was I didn't have to worry about phones or iPads or them doing or watching anything that they shouldn't, but it caused them to be creative and to also really enjoy their relationship. So mom and dad date night was also like kids fun night, they just kind of thought it was a little bit fun. And when we first started doing it would make sure that my daughter would put uh, her youngest brother to bed, because otherwise, he would just he wouldn't go to bed. <laughs> and the other two, I'm like, well, if you stay up too late, you stay up too late. You're going to be regretting it on Saturday morning. But it was really neat for their friendship and their relationship. And I'm, I'm really actually, it's kind of a little bit of a bonus there is that they were able to spend time together because then when my daughter ended up moving out the last date night that my husband and I did, I kind of snuck up. Oh, make me cry now. I kind of snuck up and I took a picture of them because I was just like, wow, <laughs> by us. I said I wasn't going to cry. By us taking that time for our relationship, our marriage was also really beneficial for them because for probably almost not every Friday night, but most Friday nights for the past seven years, they have spent, oh, I can't even get myself to stop. Okay. Calm down, Lee. So for the past like seven, eight years, every Friday night, they would hang out and spend time together. So that was a bonus. Okay. I said, I wasn't going to cry. This is about marriage, not crying about my kids moving out. Goodness gracious. Okay. So time together, whether that is you decide to do some type of date night, or maybe you decide to do once a month, you're actually going to do a date night. Your kids are young and like, I can't be at home or they're going to be clinging and hanging on to me. I totally get that. Maybe once a month you set up a babysitter, maybe grandma or grandpa comes over and you get to get dressed up. if you want to get dressed up or just put your jeans and a t-shirt on and go out, go out to dinner or go, go do something that would be fun for the two of you to do. Another thing I had mentioned a little bit earlier is just connecting, having intentional times of connecting, or at least just kind of seizing some moments. Maybe the kids are all playing really nicely and your husband's sitting there on the couch and you just stop what you're doing and you go over and you sit down next to him and you look at him and say, Hey, how was your day? What's going on? And you just have a couple of minutes where you get to connect. And that's really a really neat thing for the kids to be able to see like, Hey, mom and dad are like, they're good. Because the when kids see that mom and dad are good, they feel confident and comfortable to be themselves and they feel good about their place in in the world and their place in the family. Another great time that you can spend together would be in the evening before bed, but this also entails getting the kids to bed on time and you getting things done. I know I like to get the kitchen cleaned up and have all of that, everything set up for the next day, but I have to be really intentional about that if I want to spend some time with my husband uh, before we before we go to bed, sit and talk, and how was your day, and this and that, and kind of catch up, especially on things you know, conversations that you want to have that you don't want the kids to be around. The second thing I want to mention here about focusing and working on our marriage during the homeschool years is for you, mom, to be open and vulnerable with your husband, letting him really know the things that hurt you, the things that bother you, the things that how things really do make you feel. And some of us women, this comes very easily. And some of us, it does not come as easily. So if it does not come easily for you, I want to encourage you to be open and vulnerable. Let him know the parts uh, of your heart that are kind of hurt. Maybe there is a little bit of friction with a friend. Share that with him. Let him know that. Share your frustrations when it comes to being home with the kids and raising them and let him know exactly where you are and on what page with everything you are. And I suggest this for two main reasons. The first is if you hold all of this in, suddenly you are probably going to have a day where you melt down. You might blow up and then melt down. There is going to be some type of emotional outburst and he is going to be completely blindsided by this. And he might think you are a little bit crazy, but if he knows that this is some, this has just been building up, he will know, no, she's not crazy. This is just, there's a lot of different things going on, or there's this one main thing going on. And she just, she needs a break at this point. The second reason why I suggest being open and vulnerable with your husband is because it helps to bond you. It builds in just a stronger, tighter relationship because you're sharing deep down in your heart. I have sent sometimes said to my husband like. I'm going to share something with you right here, right now. And I think you're probably going to think I'm crazy. I'm just, this is what I'm working through in my mind. I don't need you to say anything. I don't need any suggestions, nothing right now. I just, I need to get it out of my head and I don't need you to fix it. That's another thing. Husbands like to fix things. So I will say, don't need you to fix this. And I'll just tell him like, I think, or I've been thinking about this. And he's like, oh, okay. I'm like, I'm, I'm not crazy. I promise. But just being open and vulnerable in your relationship. The third thing. Here's a fun one is I want you to have personal jokes with him, things that stories and storylines and funny things that are just the two of you. When your kids get older, they are going to start to notice that more and they're going to pick up on things. And sometimes our kids will be like, why are you laughing about that? That's that's so funny. That's not even funny. And we're like, it's none of your business. We have our own personal joke about it which they don't always like that response but it actually also just shows them like hey Mom and Dad actually have a friendship. They actually have a different connection with each other than just with us, and they have their own inside jokes. So inside jokes—it's just as a fun thing, and you just kind of say a little something. You're like, ha ha ha. You know, not that you're making fun of people or anything. It's not—I'm not advocating for that. But I'm just saying, having your own little jokes. You mistake and you said the wrong word or something, and it just kind of becomes a funny joke. But make sure that it's a funny joke for the both of you, not just that it's a funny joke for the one person and the other person's feelings are actually hurt. And then if that's what happens, then that's when that person needs to be open and vulnerable and say, look, I actually don't think this is really funny. I didn't, I said that wrong. And when you make fun of it, it actually hurts my feelings. And so that you can go on, you can heal that and you can go on with the relationship. Okay, number four here, and I'm going to keep this very vague because there might be little ears listening. But as a wife, I don't want you to ignore his advances, we'll say. But I also want you to initiate some advances as well. You know what I'm talking about. This is an important part of a marriage relationship. It, there's You can have an intimacy and like really deep connection with another person, a friend, and you just talk about everything. But there is another level to that, as we know, when it comes to marriage, you have children. So I'm going to assume you know what I'm talking about. But there is a different level. Don't ignore that part of your marriage. It is a blessing. It is a gift from God. And see that as a way that the two of you can bless each other. And the two of you can form a deeper connection and bond with one another. And did you get all that? I hope there is at least one little nugget in there that has stuck out to you. And you've you're saying to yourself, yep, that is something that is a shift, that is a change, or that's an addition that I need to start making. And I want to encourage you to start that today so that this summer it becomes something that you just do. You might, ha- you're going to have to tell yourself, maybe it's to be open and vulnerable. You might have to tell yourself every day, be open and vulnerable. How, what is something that I can share with him that I haven't shared with anybody else? And you will find as the days and the weeks go by and the months go by, my hope is, Is that by the time your homeschool year starts, the 2023, 2024 homeschool year starts, that you find yourself in a better place when it comes to your marriage. And if you are looking for some camaraderie with this whole homeschool mom series, and just with other homeschool moms in general, I would love to see you over in the Facebook group. If you have not joined, there is a link in the show notes, we would enjoy getting to know you. And hearing more about you and your homeschool. But I just pray that today that this episode has blessed you and be back on Thursday for the final topic. I'm excited about that one as well. All right, friend, love you and have a great day. If this podcast has encouraged you, the number one way you can thank me is to leave a written review on Apple Podcasts. I love to hear how this show has impacted you. So if you could hop over and do that, I'd be so grateful. While you're at it, take a screenshot of this episode and share it with your friends to encourage them. You can also find me over on Instagram at littlebylittlehomeschool. Until next time, have a beautiful day, mama.